Welcome everyone to our NCAA social series. I'm Andy Katz. This is episode number 32. We've been covering a number of topics throughout the course of this pandemic, a series that we're going to continue beyond the pandemic. Hopefully that will be sooner than later. And look, we've covered a number of different topics from obviously COVID dominated uh, to social justice to civic engagement. Um, we cannot ignore there is a presidential and local election on November 3rd next week. And we have seen across all divisions that on Tuesday, November 3rd, that is going to be a day to engage, not to practice, to compete in any form on that day. And we're going to talk about that with three impressive young people that are involved and have been involved in the NCAA as student athletes and now beyond. Uh, Ethan Good, in your lower left there, a former basketball player at Bowling Green University in Ohio. Caroline Lee, a uh, former soccer player from southeastern Louisiana. Uh, Caroline uh, has the privilege of being one of those rare people that has been on our social series multiple times as uh, she has been working in the medical field down in Louisiana, helping people deal with the after effects of COVID-19. And Justice Luttrell, sporting his world championship LA Dodgers jacket after the Dodgers won the World Series. Uh, Justice is a former football player at Northern Colorado. Now, all three uh, are members of the SAC. What is SAC, S-A-A-A-C? And by the way, Caroline is also a voting member of the Division I Council. Uh, I'm gonna go to you, Caroline, because you've got multiple hats here. First, let's go to a definition for those that are not familiar. What is SAC? Absolutely. Thank you, Andy. SAC is a Student Athlete Advisory Committee, and we are a group that focuses on the well-being of our student athletes. We have a Division I SAC, a Division II SAC, and Division III, and we actually operate at multiple different levels. So you have campus-level SAC, you have conference-level SAC, and then we have national SAC. And so Ethan um, is our chair of national SAC, and Justice and I are both the vice co-chairs and so we just basically operate to ensure that our student athletes are safe that they're healthy um, we do a lot of community community engagement and preparing for life after college life after sports so yeah so this is what drives me crazy in covering athletics for uh, i have to say actually before some of you were born probably but um it's been a while and it drives me crazy that people don't understand like how it works and how engaged student athletes are. And this is a perfect example. You know, I'm not saying that student athletes always have a voice, but they do have a voice. They may not have it all the time, but it exists. And, and Ethan and Justice, and start with you, Ethan, about when you realized that there was a forum for this voice to uh, actually contribute to the conversation and hopefully affect change in a positive way in some form or fashion up and down divisions when did you realize that it was available yeah uh, my my beginning with SAC is probably like many people in which case I was voluntold uh, to start attending the SAC meetings and and see what was going on figuring out about what the organization was historically SAC has been a volunteer-based organization where you just kind of mobilize student athletes to give back and, and get involved um, in civic engagement and in their community. Uh, throughout my time and, and to the higher levels that I've gotten in it, um, I began to see that there was much more of a platform for student athletes like myself 
not the leading scorer on the basketball team, not the guy that was going to go to the NBA draft, but just a student athlete who was genuinely concerned about his peers and uh, the mental health or any any issues that they faced. Um, towards my sophomore or junior year, I got involved in my conference SAC and was given the opportunity to be chair of that SAC. Um, once I got there, the Mid-American Conference, shameless plug here, is one of the, the better conferences, I'll say. No hate to Carolina Justice's conferences or anybody else's conferences. Um, but at putting the student-athlete voice first, um, our SAC organization at the conference level is within um, the structure of the conference government so that we have a voting voice um, within our conference. And you know, ever since then, um, I had the opportunity to be a part of the NCAA for the Division I SAC. And, um, it's been extremely encouraging to see the opportunity and the platform and just the change that can actually be made, you know, just from some random kid from Ohio. So. What about for you, Justin? Yeah, so mine actually um, isn't the conventional route of getting involved in SAC. Um, like Ethan, I was voluntold by a senior when I was a freshman to come to a SAC meeting. Um, but what hooked me in SAC was a um, SAC skit that we do for our uh, athletics banquet at Northern Colorado. Um, and I got voluntold to be a part of this SAC skit in front of our entire student athlete um, body. And I just kind of fell in love with how much um, student athletes can care and, and, uh, and be a part of a, of a group. Um, I love that I get to go out and meet um, members from other teams. And college athletics, a lot of the times, especially in football, I'm around the same 100 dudes every single day. Um, all day long. Um, so getting to interact with other um, sport teams and, and, and other individuals is my favorite part of it. Um, it's one of the reasons why I love being in an in institutional conference and national SAC. So. You know, Caroline, um, this can be a launching pad for so many different organizations that any one of you individuals could ultimately be a part of, you know, later in life as a professional. Um, and so often I think we think with student athletes, okay, their club, if you will, on campus is their team. And maybe they have another outside interest. Maybe they sing, maybe they play the piano. Uh, maybe they're in a frat or a sorority. But how much do you think um, at a sort of granular level, being involved in a national organization that actually affects everyone within the NCAA ultimately can help these student athletes as they go on to be professionals in whatever they so, so choose? Yeah, so just SAC in general, I think is a huge blessing for all of our student athletes because there's a lot of leadership development that comes with it, as well as professional development. So of course, you know, for Ethan and Justice and myself, being a national SAC and sitting on things like count, Division One Council and different subcommittees within the NCAA has really helped us you know, developed our professional development skills and prepare for our futures and learn how to speak in front of a crowd and just overall shape us as people going into the workforce and being leaders wherever we are. And so I think the awesome part about the national level is you kind of get to see it holistically and you get to see the trickle down of leadership as well. And to me, that's been a really developing thing. So look, I don't want to sugarcoat that obviously sometimes there can be frustration. Um, you know, decisions are made above you. So, uh, you know, Ethan and Justice, I mean, how often have you felt like as much as this is set up for you that your voice is being heard? Um, you know, I think in previous years, this is an issue that's been worse than it is now. Um, since Division One SAC has been um, receiving a vote in Division One Council um, and really been the forefront of, of, of leadership, um, 
a lot of people don't see athletes as the leaders in the NCAA, but I promise you, um, when Caroline or myself or any student athlete speaks in front of the, the Division One Council, they're listening, and their decisions are based upon our opinions. Um, you know, it's said many times, if it wasn't for student athletes, these administrators would not have a job. Um, and so I think it's very wise of them that in recent years, they've um, listened to us. Um, and a lot of the decisions made in that room um, come straight for, from us. So uh, I wouldn't say this is an issue um, as of now. Obviously, there's a lot of student athletes and a lot of different opinions. Um, so not every opinion is, is met. Um, and there are some upset people. Um, but for, for the majority, I would like to think that uh, we represent the, the student athlete opinion very well. Yeah, Justin, if I may add it all. Um, one thing that, you know, I was always told by my parents was don't be a problem finder, be a problem solver. Um, and, you know, in today's society, there's, there's plenty of problems that can be seen. There's plenty, plenty of issues um, that can be identified. But what I've been really impressed with with this group um, is without even saying it ourselves, our focus has been to look for solutions to problems, whether things go our way, whether they don't go our way. Um, our goal is to do the best that we can with what we have um, and to focus on focus optimistically on what can happen in the future and, and what changes can be made. So that that's one thing that's really impressed me with this group. Well, I'll tell you the other thing too, to me, and I've been using this a lot in the last uh, couple of months since the documentary came out, uh, the late, great John Lewis, the Congress, former Congress and civil rights icon, you know, you always, when you can create some good trouble and there are plenty of issues for student athletes that can be good trouble. And that always is within guardrails um, and peaceful protesting and, and challenging authority within the realms of society here. And obviously you can get things done And Carolina, you know, this year is like any other in all of our lifetimes, regardless of age. I mean, we're dealing with a once in a century pandemic. There's social uh, injustice, uh, obviously systemic racism for decades is, uh, has not gone anywhere. And now some mainstream people are finally recognizing it. But I also feel like at the athlete level that we're seeing athletes' voice being empowered by the coaches. Uh, we've talked about that on the social series that I think in years past, to, to Justice's point, um, you might have some players that say want to speak out on whatever issue it is through this form or another or just standing out on the street and, and protesting something. And the coach would be like, hey, hey, don't cause trouble. You know, stay within our team concept. I, I, you know, within reason, I think that's all out the door now. They're, that's being empowered, encouraged. How much have you seen that um, over the last uh, couple months, even through these meetings? that you're all having virtually. Yeah, I mean, I think just we see now more than ever, there's so much power in the student athlete voice and in the young person voice in general, in general, right? And, you know, we're the future of our country and we're the future of college athletics. And so I think more than ever, uh, young people are feeling the courage to speak up and knowing that you know, just because we're not as old as some people are that are in leadership or might not have as many years of experience, that doesn't downplay what we feel and what we believe in and what we want to stand for. And I, so I think that's a wonderful thing about athletics is it also gives us a plat platform to stand up for what we believe in and to try to make a difference. And so I think this is kind of how civic engagement became a priority for SAC and why we felt so strongly about pushing um, to have an off day on election day. Before we get to that, Justice, I want, I want you to add on that and, and maybe how you viewed how coaches maybe have changed their attitude. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, 
I'm come from a place um, in, in Colorado Springs, Colorado, where speaking up isn't a hard thing to do. Um, it's encouraged, um, but in some places in this country, it's not. Um, coaches aren't always going to be the ones to say, hey, speak your mind. Like you said, there's a lot of coaches out there that are strictly play by the book. You're an athlete, shut up and dribble. That's what it is for a lot of coaches. Um, but you've seen that get absolutely obliterated in social media. Coaches are getting you know, fined and fired and all these things for not being open. Uh, and I think coaches are realizing, wait, hold on, let's take a step back. Maybe this isn't the way we should go about this. Um, and I think it's opening up a lot of opportunities for student athletes. Uh, I think if you look at SAC or any student athlete organization uh, across the country right now, we're steadily increasing um, participation, um, you know, how much voice we have, um, just because coaches, um, the leaders of our teams, whether they believe it or not, are the ones that are allowing us to go and go forward and do this, these type of activities. Well, Ethan, excuse me, Ethan, let's dive into election day. Um, this was a tremendous uh, effort in large part led by Eric Reveno, a Georgia Tech assistant coach um, with the men's basketball program. Eric's a former Stanford assistant, head coach at Portland. And, um, you know, he really did help push the NABC getting on board, which is National Association of Basketball Coaches, and then ultimately all members of the NCAA to make this, um, I don't want to say a, a holiday, I really think it should be a national holiday, but just, you know, a day off, but not a day off to like have a barbecue, but to be engaged. And it's not necessarily about just voting, because as we're seeing, A, a lot of athletes obviously have to vote absentee because they're not from where they're competing and going to school, but also engaging on that day, which is being a part of the, and maybe even just watching what unfolds over the course of the day, but being engaged also, not just at the presidential level, but every level of the election, because as we've seen over the last six months, whether it's um, you know, racial inequality, that all elections matter, whether it's a sheriff, a judge, um, an attorney general, a mayor, all these elections matter, not just the ones that dominate the headlines. Uh, so from your vantage point, and then this group's organizational vantage point about this becoming a day off to engage, what was your reaction as that movement was going along over the last couple of months? Yeah, but Oh, I mean, if I may expand it even a little bit longer, over the, over the last four or five years, we've really seen an increased awareness um, in social justice issues and reform. Um, whether it started with Colin Kaepernick taking a knee or whether it started before that, you know, a lot of people um, have now, through sport, uh, become more aware of the issues that are going on in our country. And I think a lot of our focus, and I think um, Coach Reveno has done a phenomenal job of of pushing this. I mean, I feel like I'm tagged in a tweet every other day by him. It's absolutely impressive um, that he would be doing something with that much vigor and that much determination. But uh, it, it goes from a, one step of awareness and then the next step of making an actual difference and making a change. Um, for us, many of the conferences had already accepted this idea as initiative, something that they were going to do this year um, that was going to, you know, be a really great thing. Uh, but as a Division One SAC and as a SAC and as student athletes in general, the people that we represent, we thought that this this isn't just a one-year thing. It's not just the presidential election. It's the elections that you talk about, the sheriffs, the mayors, whatever that may be. And it's something that happens every year, every two years, every three years, every four years. Um, and it's simply a reminder that your time as a student athlete may be only limited to three years, four years, five years, six years, but your time as a citizen, your time as um, a person in a community is your entire lifetime and being reminded that you know things are much bigger 
and that you can make a change that that when you use the rights that you're given um, voting for officials or whatever that may be uh, it's important to educate yourself and to take that action and I would add and justice I want you to chime in here is what we don't know is how long it's going to take to vote uh, obviously we're seeing incredibly long lines here in early voting but on election day for those student athletes that do have to vote in that particular city or maybe they can vote i should say in that city you know what if it takes them hours um to vote and and something like well, well wait a minute i gotta get to practice practice at two o'clock or i gotta get to this or that you know training meal or wait with oh i can't stand in this line i, I can't i don't have time i don't have time right off, okay and for the coaches and i don't want to slam coaches here but for those and i've seen some of this on social media that don't get it as to why this would be a day off uh, and it's not a day off to just fool around, uh, that is one of the reasons. You can't predict how long it will take to actually vote for those that have to vote. Justice, your reaction to, to, to some of these, uh, you know, people that maybe don't understand why this should be a day of engagement. Right, absolutely. And I think to, to start this off, uh, it is called Civic Engagement Day Off, not Election Day Off, because we're not just going out and voting. While standing in four-hour long lines is going to be a problem for some student athletes who are in their hometown um, and not, you know, absentee voting. Um, but it is a, a focus for us was going out and helping the community vote because um, those lines are still going to be there whether we're voting or not. Um, so standing in line, handing out water bottles, making sure old people have rides to, to the voting centers, um, you know, doing whatever we can as leaders in our community um, because that's what we are. Uh, you know, if there's a headline, student athletes are the one that are always in the front of the newspaper. Um, we just attract attention, um, whether we like it or not. And so if we can go out in our community and use our platforms, like Caroline was talking about, and really help our community, um, propel our community further, that's what this, this day is for. And I, I love the idea of it. Uh, and I think a lot of our student athletes do. Um, coaches, maybe not. We get a practice off. They don't get a day to prepare. Um, but so does the team you're playing that week. So coaches need to get it in their heads that this is not just for, for ours, for our safety, and, or not for our safety, but for our benefit, but for theirs too. Um, we're all going out and voting. Historically, we all know that youth has not done a great job of voting. So this is what we're trying to change. We're trying to make a change right now. And this day helps for sure. First of all, I love what you pointed out there because um, obviously it's not gonna be a normal year uh, and you know, driving people to polls uh, is not gonna happen this particular year, but to Ethan's point, this is an annual thing, and we will get to that point where, you know, uh, someone may need a ride, or plenty of people will need rides to get to the polls to exercise their right, a right that, you know, people have died for. And so uh, I, I love that engagement aspect. And to your point also about volunteering, I mean, these are all positive things. Uh, this is not, this is the opposite of voter intimidation. This is actually helping a democratic process. So Caroline, you know, from your vantage point, um, what was the reception that you heard, you're on the council as well, of making this an engagement day across all divisions? I think most people really loved that idea and generally supported it. And I mean, we can never ask anything more than of our student athletes to be engaged and to be involved and, um, you know, kind of going off of something that Justice said after We've all seen the statistics regarding young voters and the lack of participation in prior elections. You know, we knew we had to do something about it. And we felt like 
it was our responsibility to make a way to ensure that our student athletes had the fundamental opportunity to express you know their right and privilege to vote and i think on top of that we're also giving them you know a day to also research what's going on to be engaged in the community to volunteer it's more than just going to the polls and so i think in general you know most people are aware of the statistics regarding young voters and i think most people were very supportive of just giving us all an opportunity um to go out and to be engaged in our community and especially our athletes kind of like justice also mentioned you know um whether an athlete does something right wrong or indifferent it's front of the headlines so most people I feel like that I came in con um, contact with, you know, of course, on the council and in the association and most people within athletics were very receptive and very supportive and loved the idea of getting, giving the student athletes opportunity to be civically engaged. Uh, Ethan, um, you know, if you can add that, you know, one thing, and, and like I said, I don't want this to be political, but like, I just, I can't, I just don't ever see how voting is a bad thing. You want more people to vote, to be engaged, regardless of where they fall on who they're going to vote for. You want everyone to participate in this democratic process. Um, when you were going through this and uh, you're, you're in Ohio, I mean, did you, you know, at Bowling Green, did you hear anything negative about wanting more people to vote? Yeah, well, well, actually, right now I'm in um, Phoenix, Arizona, so I'll be sending in my absentee ballot and, and recovered in that sense. But I was part of my freshman year, um, part of the 2016 election, and a lot of these same conversations were occurring, saying, you know, go vote. Our coaches were encourage, encouraging us to go vote. Never before has it been so so widespread, um, whether it be watching the NBA on TV or just logging on to an, a social media app, um, reminding you to go vote, to register to vote, to do all these things. but no, as far as, you know, negative feedback in general, no. I think going and voting is the first step to becoming a more educated citizen, uh, realizing that, you know, politics aren't just for the older people, aren't just for the smarter people, aren't just for the whatever. Knowing the issues that are in front of us, knowing the laws and, and the things that are in place, um, is, it's part of being a, being a citizen. And that's, that's a focus we're trying to emphasize. So Justice, a lot is changing. In, in the student athlete world. Uh, we talked uh, last week with Grace Calhoun, the division one uh, chair of the council there about uh, you know, potential legislation coming up on NIL, uh, transfer policy. So a lot of things are happening uh, where student athletes are gonna need to have their voice involved uh, and it's going to affect them at all levels. Um, what's next on the SAA, the SAAC, the SAC agenda uh, coming up? Yeah, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Uh, obviously, uh, NIL legislation is at our forefront right now, um, but also um, what's going to happen with uh, winter and spring sport athletes um, as far as their upcoming seasons. Obviously, uh, a lot of athletes' seasons are you know either canceled or postponed or um, altered in some way. Uh, I think most athletes can say that that's true. So what happens to our eligibility? Um, is our clock going to get extended? Um, are we going to get a season back? What happens there? Um, that's something huge coming up um, and something that the council is going to have to talk about uh, in our next meeting. Um, and then NIL, um, can you guys think of anything else that we have coming up? I know there's, there's always something coming up ahead, always in the NCAA. We're always facing new challenges. Um, there's never a day off. What'd you say? Transfer issue will certainly be big. Uh, 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 yes. 
Of course. Um, that's, that's something that uh, we don't really um, consider as coming up because we're always in it. Um, I think since I've been in SAC, since I've been a freshman, we've been talking about the transfer landscape. Um, so we're, we're always talking about that. That's, that's, not a, that's not new news or old news. That's, that's continued news. All right, so one last topic uh, before we wrap up here, and I want to go back to Caroline because, uh, as I mentioned at the top, a two-time uh, uh, you know, member of our uh, social series <laughs> team here. Um, but, look, you were dealing with and still are dealing with serious issues uh, in terms of helping people through COVID-19 down in Louisiana. But there's a mental health aspect that we've talked about a lot here uh, on this series related to COVID. Uh, we're seeing this all the time. The latest in the news, you know, Wisconsin had to cancel a game against Nebraska. Starting quarterback out with COVID. Head coach has COVID. They're down for at least seven days, maybe two weeks. You know, just after they had their first game and they win it, got all this momentum, and then, bam, shut down. Marquette getting ready for the season. Coincidentally, two teams in the state of Wisconsin. They're shut down for 14 days before they start going. So all these teams, this momentum, it's stop, start, stop, start. From a student athlete perspective, especially, and I've talked to some that have, you know, have had to go through seven days, 10 days, 14 days in a room, uh, you know, sort of feeling like they're imprisoned, you know, during that quarantine or contact tracing related quarantine, that takes a toll on someone. Um, what's going on in the, in the SAC world to try to help those that are trying to navigate this unprecedented time? Great question. And that's been a lot of our focus and area emphasis over the summer, especially kind of, you know, a lot of seasons ended around March time when COVID um, first seemed to hit in our country. And there was a lot of unknown. A lot of seasons were ended. Um, nobody knew if we would have sports in the fall. Nobody knew what eligibility was going to look like. And so, you know, that's been a really big push from us with SAC is just, you know, supporting one another and, you know, understanding that this is all like this is a hard time for all student athletes and there's still so much uncertainty and uh, you, you know whether or not you have to quarantine or not what happens if your teammate um, contracts the virus and so I think just the best thing we've been able to do is just kind of create um, like a web of support for our student athletes and let them know that they're not alone and that these are all things that every if not you know, most student athletes are dealing with. Um, and so that's definitely been a big focus for us right now, just mental health and navigating through these uncertain times and through difficult seasons. But I think that a lot of our student athletes have, you know, risen up and been positive and really taken advantage of this time just to, you know, help one another and be a good teammate. And so for us as SAC, we've just been doing a lot of um, campaigns on social media and reaching out to groups and encouraging our conference SAC representatives and all of their campus SAC representatives and presidents just to, you know, create a web of vulnerability and comfort and helping each other through these hard times. Ethan and Justice, I want you to comment on that as well. I'll start with you, Ethan. Yeah, I, I think as Caroline mentioned, even before COVID, our, our focus has really been on mental health, whether it was uh, having conversations with athletic directors and commissioners about getting sports psychologists to be hired full time at institutions or um, whether it be, you know, simply creating social media programming um, to try and make people feel better. Right now we're doing the diversity and inclusion social media campaign that the NCAA is putting on and the day one was my story matters. Um, getting these student athletes who are, who are going um, through some tough stuff 
to um, be vulnerable and share those things. And hopefully, you know, student athletes will be able to see that and say, you know, I'm not alone. Although I'm, I may be physically alone, I may be physically alone in my room, um, I'm, we're together in spirit, you know, and, and it's not forever. There's a bigger picture, there's a bigger goal in mind. And um, I mean, genuinely just that feeling of, of unifying athletes. Uh, we, we put out a, a unity pledge, we put out a, a unity logo, hopefully that'll be on jerseys. Um, unity has really been the thing that we're trying to push during this time and um, letting people they're not alone. Absolutely. So I don't know uh, how much I can follow up after those two nailed pretty much everything. Um, but I will say that um, through everything, SAC is going to be there. Um, we're not giving up. We're not stopping. Um, training goes on. Um, and we're always going to be there for our student athletes. Um, so what our goal has been from the beginning. Um, and uh, we're going to continue to be there, continue to support our athletes, continue to encourage our teammates to be great teammates uh, and, and help each other out. Because um, it's not just affecting one person in ECAA, it's all of us. So, One last thing, I'll just follow up with you, Justice, and, and if anyone else wants to chime in. I mean, I just noticed this on, um, this was on Wednesday, the Big East had their uh, virtual media day, and they unveiled their uniforms, and on their uniforms, they're going to put BLM. And, you know, what's interesting is that it's not the NBA, it's not the WNBA. Uh, so there's, you can't necessarily mandate what goes on a jersey across all divisions. But here's a conference doing something. And it's a conference, not top down, because this was obviously an engagement with their student athletes that you know, wanted this, that felt comfortable and said, look, we wanna say something about Black Lives Matter, and we're gonna put it right here on our men's and women's basketball uniforms. And that, there's no way, I don't think that would have happened a year or two years ago, three years ago. That's a sign of, of listening to student athletes and in engaging with them and making them a part of, to your point, Justice, you know, where everyone else sort of makes money and all that, that, you know, that, uh, that makes all this go. You're saying, look, here's a student athlete. We're, we want to make you a part of this and listen to you. What, what do you think of, of, of that small token, but, you know, doing something that matters like that to student athletes? Absolutely. That's um, bigger than a lot of people think. Um, because it doesn't just, it's not just for fans to show, it's for our athletes to feel. Um, you know, our uniforms are part of us at, at some point, um, and we feel that. Um, we put that on our jerseys, our, we put those patches on um, because they mean something to us. Um, you know, if it's a commemorative, commemorative patch um, for a fallen teammate or, or a fallen coach or something, that means something to us, just as this BLM would. Um, and to go along with that, I guarantee you, you also see um, the Unity Pledge. Um, that my guy Ethan Good worked really hard on uh, and helped put out Unity Pledge and Unity Patch. That'll be on there as well um, because Black Lives do matter. All of our lives matter. We're all together. We're all in this together. You know, different shades don't define us. Um, we're all doing this this sports thing, this this life thing, um, and so it, it means something to us to have that on there. It's not just for the fans to to look and see and to uh, have their opinions on. Um, that's for us too. Well, in last week's episode, episode 31, we did cover the Unity Pledge, and I would direct everyone to watch that uh, episode as well with uh, three other really impressive uh, former student athletes uh, that joined us for that. So, look, all three of you are doing wonderful things. Uh, appreciate all that you're doing in terms of your leadership and your guidance. Justice Luttrell, um, Ethan Good, and Caroline Lee. We'll see if uh, Caroline can make it uh, a repeat and come back for a third episode. Uh, <laughs> 
as uh, she's now a regular here on our social series. And, and as always, uh, you can go to ncaa.org slash social series, where we've got all 32 of these episodes archived. Stay safe, everyone. We'll talk to you next week after the election.